All right, I see the thumbs up from my buddy Brandy behind the glass. Drew Man of the Four Outdoorsmen. Welcome, everybody. I tell you what, we're pretty blessed tonight because we got a good friend of ours. Dale Eggert's going to join us in the studio. Sam's here. Mark is here. Brandon's here. Dale's here. I'm here. Let's have a lot of fun. It's a full house. It's a full house. Dale, thanks uh, for joining us tonight, buddy. Well, it's fun to be back in the studio with you guys. It's been a while. Yeah, Dale is in. We'll talk more about him. The entire last half of the show is going to be Dale Eggert and talking about the Minnesota Sporting Collectibles show they have coming up in Medina Ballroom on... Sunday, April 2nd. He's so enthused, isn't he? He's so enthused. <laughs> I tell you, it's a... Uh, you know, if I just appreciate he bought a schedule with us promoting it, and we're not just doing it for free. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Usually we do that. Yeah. Um, it's, we'll, we'll talk a lot about this in the last 20 minutes or so, but it is fun. And, and uh, if you haven't been there and know nothing about it, show up, bring the kids. It is really, really, really cool deal. So, Sam, Mark, how you doing, buddy? How was your week? I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's getting nice out all of a sudden. Things are melting a little bit. I'm starting to think about open water fishing. Uh, you know, spring's picking up. Baseball opener is this week. I'll be down there. I'll be down in Kansas City for the Minnesota Twins. Going to watch them. I uh, uh, got that new guy, Lopez or something. I don't even know who these guys are anymore. I know it's, the entire starting lineup of the 1965 World Series Minnesota Twins. I don't know who the Twins I work for them. I don't even know who half these guys are. Should we do are. it? Can you go through the nine, do you think? Uh, or did yeah. you just say that? No, no. Don Mincher, okay. first base. Bernie Allen, Zola Visayas, uh, Rich Rollins at third base. Well, who could, who could be anybody, uh, any pitcher. They got a whole bunch of pitchers. Earl Batty was catcher. Uh, Jimmy Hall was in right field. Lenny Green was probably in, oh, no, Cesar Tovar was in center field. And Harmon Kilroom and Bob Allison were in the outfield as well. That's the 1965 That's awesome. World Series guys. You could have made all those guys up except for Kilroom and I yeah. would have been, yeah, wow, you really know what you're talking about. He's so smart. It was, it was too early for it. It was too early for Rod Carew. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, Sam, uh, We'll talk. To, we'll talk to you in a couple of seconds. But did anybody see the? Uh, let's see. The Wild played. Who did they play? Those Chicago. other guys. No, the goal I, with zero seconds left, and they scored. Did you see Boldy, that game? Yeah, that was wonderful. That yeah. was wonderful. Anyway, so I was talking to uh, Alex Stelock yesterday from the, the Washington Capitals. We we're just texting back and forth. Met him a couple. No of big years. deal. Well, just texting, yeah. you know, a pro goalie. Yeah, he just, he just got out of the out of the game. I said, "You must lose a lot of weights, man." He said, "Damn," I said, "I'm I'm as skinny as a beanpole by the time the end of the season comes up." But somehow we were talking hockey with my buddy um, Rob from the Minnesota Twins and my buddy Dan Boris, who you guys know, Dan Boris. These guys really know hockey. And I was putting Rob against Dan because they both are high school players. They played senior hockey for years and years and years, and they know everything. And my buddy Rob's got a signed picture of Bobby Hull directed to him with Bobby Hull's famous goal diving across the crease. And I was telling Dan about that, and we're talking about – he said, let me tell you something about that game. He said, Boston beat St. Louis in four games in that World Series – and that's Stanley Cup Finals, whatever year it was – in four straight. What's interesting about that, St. Louis was a brand new, a new, brand new franchise. They beat the Minnesota North Stars in double overtime to get to the, uh, the, the uh, NHL finals with that. Wow. And uh, there was a guy named uh, Eddie Track, I think his name was, or something like that, who scored the goal in, in, uh, in double overtime. They knew all these guys from 30 years ago. I know baseball. I know nothing about hockey. And talking about the outside, my wife and I were at the cabin for a couple of days here. Gorgeous. You know, there's still tons of snow. You still got to be careful walking. It's, it's, it's really dangerous when you're going from point A to point B. 
but it's exciting. I was out there by Dale's. He made us a, a, a <clears throat> yeah, I bought, Daddy put it together. I put it together. You gave me the kit. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that. Mm-hmm. That, that Wood Duck House. Now, you even put an address on there, and I put a sign out in the street that says Wood Duck House for rent. No one's rented it yet. <laughs> but it was just fun to be out there and anticipate summer and spring. So, Dale, so you love, what's, what's your favorite season, Dale Eggert? What's your favorite season? Uh, probably fall because I love to be out in the duck marsh. Duck yeah, hunting, so. yeah. Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> and what's nice, just like bow hunting as well, it's 45 degrees sometimes, all that kind of thing, 50 degrees. That's, that's nice. Good for you. Good. I don't know you were a big duck hunter. But when it's 20 degrees, I'm in, in heaven duck hunting. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Sam, if you could had, had to choose a, per, a perfect season, what would it be for you? I'd probably go fall as well. Uh, I mean, spring is always enjoyable because we're out of you know winter. Yeah. But it's very ugly. You know, in the, it is. in the beginning of it, yeah. where there's not, you know, even a bad part of fall. Even with all the leaves off the trees, it's still pretty. Yeah. You know, so I would say fall. You get to hunting, you know, Halloween, my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about before winter and after? I'm going to say Thanksgiving. Like, and after uh, the bugs. Let's say October 1st to Thanksgiving. Mark, yours. I'm going a little bit earlier. I like, um, like, September. Like... I like it warm. I like wearing flip-flops every day, wearing shorts and a T-shirt every day. I love hunting, but I, I, like, uh, I like being warm all the time. <laughs> I think if I had to choose, probably I'm a summer guy because I'm a baseball yeah. guy, obviously. But uh, You're a boating guy, too. Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't you're fish. A cru- you're a cruising boat We're guy. a cruiser. Yeah. We're, we're, the two Cs, cruising and cocktails. That's our slogan. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It is fun, but... Uh, I love baseball, but you can't beat I just started bow hunting a couple of years ago. I've only gone one or two times. But carrying the, a bow through the woods when it's 30 degrees, you know, and there's, again, the bugs are gone, and it's beautiful, and it's quiet, and there's nobody in the woods. That's nice. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's nice, boy. Yeah, it's a lot you of You can fun. tell people are getting sick of the snow, though. Yeah. Um, <sighs> we've, we've been crazy busy at work selling open reel, open water reels and rods. It's just people are getting the itch, man. You said that the other day that, Gun sales are just going nuts right now. Man, Saturday, it, yesterday it was insane. I think we sold, I don't know, 20 to 25 guns yesterday. And it's just hunting. Broke. It has nothing to do with uh, no, all the legislation going out? Bolt-action rifles with scopes for hunting. You know, like it's... Why we don't spring? Sell, we don't sell a lot of AR-15s. That's usually, you know, the most, you know, talked about controversy in guns, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have a small selection, but we're a true traditional hunting shop. Um but yeah, I don't know. People people were out about and had the itch to buy. It. Why? Why in the middle of spring? I don't know. Usually, you know, you talk to them for a little bit. And be like, well, you want to do it? What are you thinking? You know? Yeah, I'll do it. Like they'd come yesterday. They'd be like, you got a Browning X Bolt three hundred eight? Yep. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like it's it just funny. Like, but yeah, people are fishing. Everyone's chomping at the bit to get out of the water. A lot of people are river fishing right now, and it's exciting. So. That's that's our, our buddy Sam Offedall, of course. He and his family ended up buying Capras about six months ago, maybe about yeah. now, right now. And uh, so, if, if, let's say you had twenty sales of, of rifles and shotguns the last week or so, do you have them all in stock? Yeah, really. Yeah, we have about fifteen, sixteen hundred guns in stock. No big deal. Wow, that's a lot of inventory. Couple thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> Couple yeah. thirteen, fourteen. Copy. Good for you. Good yeah, for but you. like I said, everyone is itching to get out. You know, and we're getting those last minute ice shoppers, which is still good to see. You know, they're buying, coming and buying augers to the, try and get some of that last minute ice action and buying spuds and 
a lot of ice cleats. I've sold a ton of, you know, the ice cleats that go over your shoes. So it's fun. It's fun to see people getting out and about and excited about it. So Yeah, speaking of ice cleats, um, I told uh, Dale this, and half the world knows this already, but next weekend we are going to Ely, Minnesota, and actually uh, Monday morning, I think it is, and, and we're going to go up there and walk into the Boundary Waters, a mile and a half, two miles, and to some secret lake. I knew the name of it for a while there, but I forget about Thank God yeah. you forgot. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so don't follow me, man. I'll just follow. I'll just be like one I of the munchkins. I'll follow you. But uh, that's going to be fun, and, and ice cleats are a must. Steve Renneberg says, do not even think about coming up here without ice cleats, because not, you're not going to bust an elbow on my watch. Do you so. have any? Sure. Do you have any? I believe so. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm grab it. I'll just grab it. I can't remember, so we can't use power augers, correct? We cannot. But we can, we can use Vexlars, though. Yes, we can. Yeah. Okay. Electronics. So, yes, you mm-hmm. can. So. And that guy recommended the Nils brand for hand Right. Mm-hmm. So I bought us two of those. I oh, got two of those. You did? For, yeah. Awesome. Those are awesome. The blue ones? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. All are. I know, hey, Dale, about a, oh, a couple of months back, Mark and I went up to uh, the Boundary Waters to fish for Lake Trout with a couple of the guys up there, and it was a lot of work. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I, we didn't, I forgot about the, the ice auger deal as well. We're dragon slip. I had the, just had my knee operated on it, that replaced it at that time, so I'm not dragging crap. I think I dragged your sled maybe 75 yards, and the rest, <laughs> the rest of the entire mile was you. Because we were walking through slush and all that. It's a lot of work. So I'm praying to God it's not like that because that's a long ways to go back. But anyway, so I thought, I'll chop a couple of these holes. I, got a, I did one. It took about 20 minutes because I'm a little guy. I would have had to sit on Mark's shoulders to do this thing. It's a lot of work, and the ice has got to be... It had to be two feet deep. Oh, yeah. And it's got to be two feet deep in a, in a week. It's, it hasn't oh, gone yeah. far. Yep, up there for sure. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited. I'm anticipating some big crappies because we were promised by Steve Runnerberry from Arrowhead Outdoors. Promised us. I can tell you, like I told you guys last time, I am so fired up for this. <laughs> I have been like on on our, all of our vendors and stuff like looking for like you said pink orange white <laughs> chartreuse i think i ordered every damn thing you can get in those yeah. colors this is going to have its advantages having sam owning an, a, a uh, tackle company i'm, I'm going to tell you that right now um i'm anticipating so i'm looking through all of my stuff and first, <laughs> he ignored that <laughs> first i first i've got to look up what chartreuse is i'm not exactly sure what color chartreuse is picture like a highlighter a highlighter. Yeah. That's a good... Like with a little hint of green in it. Chartreuse only exists, though, in the fishing world. I'm pretty sure. I'd n- you never hear that color referenced anywhere else. I agree with you, but every I've, tackle... It's just yellow, right? <laughs> yellow, it, it, yellow green. It's got a hint of green in it. Yeah. I can guarantee you there's some young girl out there whose name is Chartreuse. Chartreuse, for sure. You know Ab- there is. <laughs> Absolutely. Every, every vendor like in the fishing tackle industry, like I would say, has at least... A half a dozen chartreuse options. Yeah, yeah. It is maybe it is only a fishing dominating color, but we got a lot of it, boys. Right, like fishing <laughs> and interior design. Yeah, they overlap in the Venn diagram. There, just like with chartreuse. Uh, name another time you say Wonder Bread. Yeah, yeah. I need to. Can you paint that in Wonder Bread? <laughs> but that one actually, it's funny because if you look at the Wonder Bread color of a jig. Uh-huh. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like the Wonder Bread package. It is. You know? And it's identical. <laughs> yeah. So it's clever. I mean, I mean, all the different colors? Yeah. It's like white, white with red, and, and blue. blue. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Like I, the old, you know, white bread, right. Wonder Bread. Yeah. They when, sell jigs, and it's all call, everyone calls it Wonder Bread. When I was a kid, we would get Wonder <laughs> Bread, and I would, instead of taking all the time and 
effort to toast it and make a sandwich, I would just squeeze it up into a ball. Mm-hmm. Stick it in your cheek oh, like yeah. chew. Yeah. That's, that's all it was, man. You yeah. know what? There's, it surprises me, though, on that, on that topic, how there's not like infringements on trademarks. Yeah, I'm sure there's got to be. Yeah, there's got to be something because it's identical. Do they still color. sell Wonder Bread? Oh heck yeah! Absolutely, we have some right now at our house. Nice. Yeah, look at his yeah. cheek. He's got. He's chewing yeah. on it right now. Is, is that, yeah. is that the technical name of the color pattern? Or is yeah. that just what people call it? No, it's like it says on Wonder the package. Bread. Yeah, wow. I got to get out. You know, I, I, Dale Eggers with us. Um, a couple of years ago, I would have. I had a title for him, but he's retired from that title. So he's just Dale Egger. He's just. He's just there. Just a normal guy. He's just an average guy. So he's. You don't fish at all, then? I know you like to hunt. You say duck hunt. You don't fish at all. I do fish, but um, I. Uh, I go to the Boundary Waters uh, pretty much from uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day, and then I also fish out on Lake Michigan, Lake Superior, quite a bit. How uh, how often in 2023 will you make a trip to the Boundary Waters? Four times. Wow. And who goes with you? Uh, my best friend and a couple other people that seem to finagle their way in. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could choose, I've been there a number of times myself. Uh, I miss those trips. And we, we talk about this often. I've taken my kids up there and all that and a number of times. And I don't remember any of the fish that I caught, but I just remember the memories of being with my kids up in the Boundary Waters. You just can't put a dollar value on that. If you had a perfect number of people to go in the Boundary Waters with you for how long? Three, four days? Three to three to five All is right. normal. Trip. What's the perfect number in the group for you to go to the Bounty Waters with? Depends who's going, but uh, <laughs> most of the time four. Okay, two All canoes. Right. All right. So. Do you go the same? Because Bounty Waters is a whole bunch of different entrance points to the Bounty Waters. I think we're going out of Fall Lake. I believe we're going, but do you know? Uh, um, uh, which, which, do you go to the same area all the time? We've got one trip that we've done um, third week of. Uh, june all the time that uh, always is out of the same entry point and part of it is nostalgia my fishing and hunting partner his dad grew up in ely and they used to have a cabin in the boundary waters before it was the boundary waters yeah. off that entry point so his the old man knew who dorothy was yeah. <laughs> dorothy Moulter. right and the spot we go is a little south where dorothy's place used to be but um we go back in and it's a great walleye trip and last year i had the biggest uh northern on that i think i've ever had on a a rod and reel um i can't tell you how big because i didn't have a net big enough to even think about <laughs> did you get it up to you and you just i got it up next up? to the boat and its tail was or its head was at my hip and the tail was past the thwart ahead of my feet so i'm <laughs> thinking it was over 40 inches wow. so that was um and the key word to that sentence is had H-A-D, past tense, right? Did you have a leader on? Did you have uh, braided? What were you fishing with? Fishing a jig with uh, for walleyes. And you got, so you got lucky you got him up that far. Why he took a, a minnow that was two inches long, I'll never know. Isn't that a thrill? Isn't that a thrill? So, but you had said. a chance to see it anyway. Oh, he, he laid there for a good... Five or six count next to the canoe, so it was yeah. great. So, so that that trip is on Knife Lake then as well. This this was uh, actually up through the Numbers Lake, so one, two, three, four, yeah. and it yeah. was actually in Hudson. Yeah. Um. So, um. But never heard of that lake. I've been to one, two, and three when you were younger. Those are the easiest lakes to get to. One and two when you have camps for kids and all that kind of stuff. Go ahead, Sam. So Dale's magic number is four. 
our trip is nine to eleven people, three kegs of beer, <laughs> a thing of pho. Yeah, a pho. Yeah, yeah, we have a, a Strew doing a, the taps in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can fun. only you only go with nine now these days. So they, that's right. Is that the max? That's the max group size. So. Right. Saying, it's Don't tell on us. Well, no, Steve. No, Steve Renderberg. No, he's, he's the one that set all this up from Arrowhead Outdoors, and he's a wonderful guy. He and Chris are wonderful people. And they're great sponsors, but not only that, they have a hell of a business. Arrowhead Outdoors Neely. So it's, it's fun. But anyway, he's mentioning nine people is going to be the max. Uh, we'd rather go like six or seven. But uh, you can go with nine, but we, have, we might have – We I think we have nine. And he only had a, re, uh, a permit for seven, I think. So Bob Creech and his buddy uh, Randy are going to come with. They're coming up late on the third, and they're going to – you just get your permit at the, at the – at the entry point now, don't you? You don't right. have to get it online this time of the year. Yes. Now, that would not work in June or July. No, it would not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, So we're excited about that. I'm we're pumped. not gonna We're not going to camp out, but we're excited about that. Hey, you're going to be right back there with the Four Outdoorsmen. Thanks for listening to everybody. I want to say hi to Jack Nelson, who just played from the Jack Nelson band. Oh, Jake Nelson. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I, keep, I keep Jake Nelson. <laughs> he and his buddy Damien were here, and uh, he's a good friend of ours, a hell of an entertainer as well. Uh, check out the Jake Nelson Band. Be right back with uh, Steve Carney. Just enjoying Bob Outdoors with the four outdoorsmen on a Sunday evening. It's a good thing. It's time for Capra Sporting Goods Ice Fishing Clearance Sale. Get select ice fishing stuff for up to 30% off. Get huge discounts on electric augers like Strike Master, Ion, and Razor. Electronics like Garmin Livescope, Vexlar, Markham, Otter and Eskimo sleds and hubs, rods, reels, tackles, and more. These are the best deals of the year. In-store only. Call or come in for specific pricing on what you're looking for. While supplies last, Capra's Outdoors on Highway 65 in Blaine. You know who has deals? Capra's has deals. Come see Minnesota's largest vintage fishing and hunting collectibles show Sunday, April 2nd from 8.45 to 2 p.m. at the Medina Entertainment Center. 200 tables of items from sellers including vintage fishing lures, rods, bobbers, reels, minnow buckets, duck decoys, spearing decoys, hunting equipment, advertising signs, posters, calendars, books, magazines, traps, cabin decor, spears, knives, sporting art, shell boxes, game calls, you name it. That's a lot of stuff. Minnesota Sporting Collectibles Show at Medina Entertainment Center. Center. Admission is $8. Youth under 16 admitted free. More info at Minnesota Sporting Collectibles Facebook page. If you're in the market for a new pontoon or fishing boat, you have to head down to Power Lodge. Just down the street from our station off Highway 10 in Ramsey. Better than boat show deals on pontoons from Bennington and Godfrey. They have fishing boats, Lumacraft, Smokercraft, Triton. While supplies last, biggest deals of the year, sales, service, they do it all at Power Lodge. That's why it's been my power sports dealer for over seven years. Visit PowerLodge.com. Right now at DealsOnRadio.com, you can get a voucher for one large, one-topping pizza to Papa John's in Stillwater for only 9 bucks. That's DealsOnRadio.com. Deals on Radio. Deals on Radio. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. It's Neil 
for zero res. Believe it or not, it's time for spring cleaning. You're not the only one who's tired of winter. Your carpets are too. So beat the spring cleaning rush with big savings and priority booking this month only at zero res. Get three rooms zero resified from the Twin Cities number one carpet cleaner starting at just 129 bucks, and take 75 bucks off your air duct cleaning and get that true spring cleaning feel. Call 952-ZERO-RES or book online at ZeroResMinnesota.com. That's Zero Res, spell it backward or forward, it spells the same. And don't forget to tell them Neil sent you from Bob FM. Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota. That's a beautiful destination with Minnesota's best fishing outfitter based on the, of the Star Tribune's Reader's Choice Awards in 2022. And Chris and Steve of Arrowhead have, Arrowhead have one big goal, and that's to make sure all of us enjoy spring and summer months in Ely in 2023. They're the only bait store in Ely that is open all year round, which shows a commitment to everyone who loves the outdoors. Relish the doorsteps to the Bounty Waters. Arrowhead Outdoors, ElyMinnesota.com. The Dell Technologies semi-annual sale is on with limited quantity deals on top tech. Save on select PCs powered by the latest 12th gen Intel Core processors like thin and light XPS 13 laptops, Inspiron laptops, and two-in-ones. Plus, get savings on select accessories, free shipping, and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Save today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You can enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to My Computer Career and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus, and financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. MyComputerCareer.edu. All right, here we go. I think right now we've got somebody in the line has been a good friend of ours for a long, long time. As a matter of fact, the first time we had Steve Carney on, from what I remember, was 2015. So, Steve, we've been best friends for almost eight years. Welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen again, buddy. Hey. It's been a while. Good yes. to hear your voice. Well, we, we text back and forth. Steve Carney, again, what I said in my promo is not BS. One of the most experienced, most in, respected fishing guides in the entire state of Minnesota. But So we text back and forth a lot, and we talk once in a while. But it's been a long time since you got on the show. What's new with Steve Carney? You're still up on Outer Tail County way up there sometime, and, and you must be all booked up for fishing guiding trips for 2023, right? You know, Stru, I am in heaven up here. I tell you, I've, um, you know, done the combat fishing in the metro area, <laughs> done with that. I'm up here in God's country. It's fantastic. And, yeah, it's um, getting a lot of bookings coming in right now, and I think people are kind of climbing the walls because this winter, this has been the winter from hell. It really I don't has. know about you guys, yep. but it's it's just been really bad, and it's still hanging on, so... Um, yeah, I'm um, prepping my new boat, my 2023, getting that all ready, and going to head to the Missouri River here as soon as we get a little bit of moderation in the in the weather. So I'm like everybody else, just kind of waiting, uh, you know, for the weather to change. You'll be talking with, of course, Mark uh, and uh, and Sam and Dale Eggert is in the studio with us as well. So if you hear a strange voice, Dave, say hi, Dale. You've, you've you've spoken to Steve Carney maybe once in your life. Oh, Steve and I have talked quite often. How are you doing, Steve? 
doing great, man. Doing great. Climbing the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Steve, when do you think uh, ice is going to be out up there in Ottertail County? What, when, is, when is usual for ice out? Boy, I'll tell you, northern Minnesota, it's going to be really, really late. I mean, we have about, I'm thinking, 32 inches of ice. We've got 24 you know, inches of snow. I was just out yesterday um, walking out to a panfish spot, and I about killed myself. I oh, mean, yeah. it's really nasty. Yeah. Um, we're starting to get slush, and the way it looks, you know, the 10-day the outlook looks like 32 for a high, 31, um, it's really hanging on, so I think it's going to be really, really late. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking the boundary waters, you know, going to be really late. Mille Lacs is going to be ice, but I'm thinking, you know, more towards South Dakota. Uh, the Missouri River, I think, will be a great option. Maybe um, Big Stone Traverse, it's hard to say, but that could be three weeks late, too. So it's going to be, it's going to be a close one. You're talking about the um, Missouri River walleyes, and you're going to. This is, will that be your first trip of 2023, and you're going to take your first time in your brand new boat? Is that where you're going? Well, yeah. Right now, they're um, you know catching fish out there right now, but the problem is there's not a lot of ramps that are open out there. There's a few spots open by the dams, you know, in the Missouri River system, but the regular in-town ramps are not open, so it's very congested right now, and there's still ice. So. It's going to be maybe a week, 10 days, and I'll be out there as soon as the ramps open up, you know, in the towns and, you know, get it done. They'll be, you know, pre-spawning. And, you know, those fish out there are a good month ahead of what's going on in Minnesota, maybe five, six weeks ahead. So, you know, if you're chomping at the bit to get out, that's a place to be, especially with the late spring. I know you're a, a, almost a new It's only been a couple of years right now. Is your wife as avid of a fisherman as you are? Um, yeah, to a certain point. I mean, she likes to, uh, you know, come fishing when I've already found the fish. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Yeah, you do. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's not like you want to go out, honey, and go explore. No, it's like, tell me when you're on them, and I'll go. Yeah, you know, going. that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good which is fine yeah, which is, is fine it is fine talking about your new boat uh i think you got a lund right you must have something with lund do you get a new boat every year um i've been with lund for like 34 years yep. and i made a couple of you know changes this year i'm actually going to um an upgraded uh spot lock a trolling motor which i've never had before you know i'm kind of old school um you know, the old cable drive, you know, my right foot has been my spot lock for 30 years. <laughs> but now I'm going to go to this. I am kind of excited. I have a remote control, and I guess I'm going to join the 21st century and give it a shot. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. I guess I'll have to read the book. You know, I'll tell you, now you won't read the book. No, you won't. I know you won't read the book. You know, it's funny because every time Mark comes over to my house, he gives me sass because I still have an H-track, not an H-track, a VHS in my house. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you can't even find DVD players anymore darn near. And I've got a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a VHS. And I still watch the movies on that thing. So I am with you. It's, it's, gotta, it's hard to swallow your pride and jump in the game and get a spot lock. But that's got to be, how do you live without it all these years? I mean, it's, it's been around for about 10 years, hasn't it? Well, yeah, you know, a lot of my buddies are into this live scope stuff, this panoptics and you know, going with the forward live sonar, and it's like, I absolutely refuse to do that. It's um, kind of a new phenomenon, and I've seen it on the ice. I've seen it in open water. 
It's very effective. I think it. a lot of my buddies have them. They call them the cheat machine because that's exactly what it is. That's it just cool. makes fishing too easy. You can spot schools of fish, especially crappies, bluegills, and I am staying away from that. I'm going to just stick to what I do and, you know, stay with the old school. And, you know, I can still get on them, but I don't need that, you know, modern technology. And, you know, that stuff's like 3500 bucks. So, you know, if you want to spend a bunch of money and it's burning a hole in your pocket, God bless you. But it's, uh, it's really changing fishing. And if that stuff ever gets down under $1,000, we're going to have problems. We're going to have people, everybody's going to have it, and it's going to affect our fisheries, and I think it's a very bad thing, but that's just my opinion. I think it's a bad thing if I have to own one, but if I can go with somebody who's got one, hell, I'm in. You know, <laughs> Steve Renneberg of Arrowhead Outdoors, we've been with him a couple of times, once on the open water and once ice fishing in the bounty waters, and it 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 is freaking amazing what that thing, and I thought the same thing, that this is almost unfair. But because uh, I think his wasn't his scope like forty or fifty feet mark. How far that thing goes out? I can't. I don't think I was with him for that time. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm on your side, Steve. What else? What else is new about your boat that you haven't had before? Well, I'm um, going to be adding the RPM control on the outboard, which is very important. You can drop the RPMs when you're trolling plugs, which is very important. Actually, they don't come standard on your outboards. You have to ask for it and get it put on. And it's not really that expensive, but if you like to troll plugs nice and slow, like 0.9 or mm-hmm. 1.1, the RPM control, very important. And another option is the, um, the, um, the cover, you know, the tarp. You know, most of these boat covers out there that are commercial covers are not very good quality. They're kind of, you know, lightweight and not very good. And you can tell when you get on the interstate or get on a highway, those things just do not do the job. So... I tell people, go to a canvas shop that make, you know, uh, custom uh, covers for your boat and get actually something made heavy-duty and, you know, tailored right to your boat. And the cost is about the same, but you'll be a lot happier. And that's a really big thing, especially when you're on the interstate going 85 miles an hour. It makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a uh, we have a cabin in Chitek, Wisconsin, uh, only an hour and 45 minutes away from our front door in Badness Heights. And where we live, there's a couple of different Amish communities, and one of them does make custom boat covers. And, and I've seen them, and they're unbelievably talented. And they're about 300 bucks less than what you would pay at a normal shop and all that. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it makes sense to me. If you're going to spend 50, 60 grand on a boat, you may as well spend an extra $1,000 to, to, to take care of it when it's on the road. Let's talk a little bit about Rainy Lake, but Rainy River. You're talking about Rainy River Update. What, what do you got up there? Well, just kind of starting right now, Strew, it's, um, they still have ice up there, and there are some areas that are open up there. It's just kind of starting. Um, a lot of the locals up there are pushing 14-foot boats over the ice and dropping them in and, you know, doing what they do. But it's going to be maybe a week, seven, eight days, you know, a little bit of warmth, and it'll open up. But, you know, we have till April 14th, and if you've ever been up there, um, it's a circus. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy. If you like, you know, to walk a mile and a half to get to your truck and wait an hour and a half to put in, you know, that's great. But the flip side is some of the best, most amazing walleye fishing you're ever going to have in your life. I mean, those walleyes come in from Lake of the Woods. They're big. They're spawning. And it's easy to catch. It's dark water. Um, but you're going to be 
you know, you're going to have people with you. It's going to be crazy. But, you know, it's catch and release, but at least it's something to do before the Minnesota opener. But I think that'll really kick in here in about a week, maybe a little less than a week. You know, I um, we probably have this, a lot of the same attitude. I would, honestly, God, I say this, and I'll, I'll swear it on the Bible, I would rather go to the Bounty Waters next week like we are and walk a mile, mile and a half in with a good group of guys on a nice day, hopefully, and catch a couple nice panfish as compared to going to, to fight all these people I just I don't want to do it. I get up there to get away from people. I go to the hunting shack in Ely, Minnesota to get away from people. I don't want it. I don't want to go to Mille Lacs on opening day. I don't want to go to rain. I, I know it's cool to catch those big walleyes, but eh, like my buddy Billy Mole says, it's the journey, not the destination. So I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Well, that's because you're older, Screw, and you're, um, <laughs> you know, you're like that. You don't have the um, temperament you used to have, and you don't want to put up with it, and I get that. No, no. <laughs> You know, if if you if you can't take a leak off the side of your boat because there's too many people around you, you are in the wrong place. That's 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 how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. Hey, I have a question for you. Did you get a you went uh, a turkey hunting for the first time last year? And I think April 10th. I think it starts again, something like that. Did you get a turkey last year? Your first turkey? Yeah, you know, I am really not a spring turkey guy, Drew. I've tried it, you know, a couple of years, and I'm very bored, and I don't like the ticks, and you know, whatever. Yeah. But I'm a fall turkey guy. I like chasing after them and ambushing them on my own, and I've been successful doing that. And I like that much more than calling them in and you know, drawing them into a blind, which is fine, but it's just not my deal. And there's something about the fall, you know, they're they're um, you know in big groups and they're moving along and they're they're not really paying much attention. You can sneak up on them and ambush them, and to me, that's really fun. And you, you can take either sex in the fall, and I just prefer that. That's just me. So you have you have harvested a turkey by stalking. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a boy. Yeah, a boy. I'm proud well, of you. It's pretty fun. I mean, a lot of times when you chase after them, they go in a straight direction. And if you can cut them off, you know, get ahead of them, you can usually get a shot. I mean, when they are in a particular direction, they're going for a reason. And if you can get a couple hundred yards ahead of them and wait for them, you know, here they come. And it's it's easier than you think. And in the fall, you know, they're not as stressed. They're not being really hunted very heavily. And it's pretty easy. I mean, it's it's pretty fun. I, I really enjoy it. And when they come out of those you know areas, they're so big. I mean, it's like a seven forty seven jumps up, and you're just like shocked because they're so big. Yeah. You know, when their wings are out, it's just like whoa. But you know, that's just me. I just prefer that, and um, you know, that's just me. What How about uh, you, you? Obviously, I, I, I'm guessing the first couple of years because you're new at this game, and it's one of those other things you said, "I'll never do it." And here you go, you're hooked. They 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 threw you in the water, and it was nice and warm. It was too hot before you can get out. And now you're now you're a turkey hunter. You're using a shotgun. I'm guessing. How soon before you go to uh, to a bow? You going to give that a shot? Um, not really. I think I do so much bow hunting in the fall for deer that you know I've kind of had enough, and I put it away and. Um, but no, I think um, a twelve gauge works just fine. A number five <laughs> shot it works just fine. But you know, it's 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 really different. And a lot of the deer hunting that I do, I see turkeys a lot, and you can kind of pattern them, you know, where they're hanging out, and you know, just you know, you can figure it out just by deer hunting. And 
you know, it, it's not brain surgery by any means. Oh, you talked about uh, deer hunting. Let's bring this up a little bit. What is your uh, What are your thoughts about the proposal for a, a crossbow for everybody? Uh, boy, I don't know. Um, I'm really worried about the deer population. Um, we've had two severe winters in a row. I'm not seeing the deer you know, that I normally see. Last fall, I saw the fewest deer I've ever seen on some really primo properties, and I think they're really hurting. I think they've had, you know, a lot of difficult times. I think, you know, the DNR is going to have to come up with maybe less antlerless permits or something, but they're definitely down, uh, especially up in Lakes Country by me, and I know down south, southwest, they're down, but you know, the crossbow thing, I guess I haven't thought about it that much, but I, I just think the deer population is really hurting. And, you know, you talk to anybody in northern Minnesota, they saw more wolves than they saw deer. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, rampant up there. So that's telling you something. Yes, it is. Steve Carney, one of my favorite guys, you know that. Uh, when you go to uh, the Missouri River in a couple of weeks, whenever it's going to be, I want to, to text me, show me a photograph or two. Let's talk about the results there. And get you back to Minnesota so uh, you can uh, give us some big tips on, on what to do in the spring and summer if we ever get there in 2023. It's, it's, um, we're, all, we're all excited, just like you are. Yeah, you got it, Strew. I think, you know, with this late spring, you know, people have to think about maybe going to the Dakotas and, you know, getting in on that versus, you know, waiting for, you know, whatever happens up here. I mean, we could have ice out two or three days before the walleye opener. That's not good. That's yeah. not good. So... We'll have to see how it shakes out. Well, I know Travers and Stone Lake are two of your big stone are, are a couple of your favorite bodies of water, and you'll be out there as well. So you, you never, you never, uh, never stop, young man. And that's uh, that's what keeps you young. He's, that's, I'm, I'm proud of you. So thanks for being a hey, friend thanks, of the. Thanks, man. You bet. Take care of yourself. Take care of that uh, that new pretty wife of yours, and get her out in the boat. And we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. All right. All right, boys. Take care. Yeah, but take care. Thank you. There's a good man there. Steve Carney knows a lot about a lot of stuff. You know who else does? Who? Our next guest. Who's that? Dale Eggert. We're going to find out. Dale Eggert, right after this break. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free, quick estimate. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazealHVAC.com. Come see Minnesota's largest vintage fishing and hunting collectibles show Sunday, April 2nd from 8.45 to 2 p.m. at the Medina Entertainment Center. 200 tables of items from sellers including vintage fishing lures, rods, bobbers, reels, minnow buckets, duck decoys, spearing decoys, hunting equipment, advertising signs, posters, calendars, books, magazines, traps, cabin decor, spears, knives, sporting art, shell boxes, game calls, you name it. That's a lot of stuff. Minnesota Sporting Collectibles Show at Medina Entertainment Center. Admission is $8.00. Youth under 16 admitted free. More info at Minnesota Sporting Collectibles Facebook page. 
Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota doesn't claim to be Minnesota's trout headquarters just because no one else does. They actually carry the largest selection of lake trout tackle found anywhere in northern Minnesota. And much of it is custom made right there at Arrowhead. This season, Arrowhead Outdoors is the only store in town renting ice houses for lake trout. And if you never caught a lake trout through the ice, get ready for an experience worth sharing. Hey, come relish the wilderness and the serenity of Ely area. And let Arrowhead Outdoors help you catch a few trout. Hey, Sam here with Capra Sporting Goods in Blaine, Minnesota. If you're like me and you're ready for open water, come check out all the specials we're doing on all rods, reels, line, tackle, anything you need. Come check out Capra Sporting Goods in Blaine. And if you have time, vote for us on the VoteMNBest.com for shopping. Capra Sporting Goods in Blaine, Minnesota. We've got all the deals for you. Come on down and ask for Sam. You know, if you're an angler, then, of course, Devil's Lake speaks for itself. Big fish, a lot of fish. But the entire town is filled to the brim with fun all year round. There's weekly movies and concerts in the park. Early June brings the Devil's Run Classic Car Show. And take a chance at Spirit Lake Casino or be part of the 47th Chamber Team Walleye Tourney on June 23rd. And if you enjoy walking and hiking trails or a great restaurant or a round of golf, Devil's Lake, baby. Devil's Lake. Check out devilslakemd.com, and thanks. If you're in the market for a new pontoon or fishing boat, you have to head down to Power Lodge. Just down the street from our station off Highway 10 in Ramsey, Better Than Boat Show deals on pontoons from Bennington and Godfrey. They have fishing boats, Lumacraft, Smokercraft, Triton. While supplies last, biggest deals of the year, sales, service, they do it all at Power Lodge. That's why it's been my Power Sports dealer for over seven years. Visit PowerLodge.com. All right, if you guys were listening, of course you heard Mr. Mark Louie. Louie. Mark Louie. Louie Louie. Louie He was talking about the Minnesota Sporting Collectibles, I think, and that's going to be at Medina Ballroom coming up here soon. And who's in charge of that, I'm guessing, is Dale Eggert. Boy, Dale, thanks for joining us in the studio. Thanks, Drew. It's fun to be here. See how all the backroom stuff that goes on in the studio. How the magic happens. Yeah. Yeah. We're not wearing underwear. Nobody knows. Hours of preparation for this show, just studying away. Are you excited? Now, this is a big, big deal for you. How many years have you been involved with that? Minnesota Sporting Collectibles. Well, I took over in 2019, and then the first show I was supposed to do was 2020, and we all know what happened then. <laughs> Three weeks before I was doing the show, scheduled to do the show, everything shut down. What a mess. And before that, I was one of the exhibitors at the show. Right. Um, this year is our 25th show, um, and... Um, Last year, we put on a full production. Um, this year, we're 20 tables over what we sold last year, so I'm going to have 200 tables of stuff next wow. Saturday. Sunday, excuse me. I don't know what day it is anymore. And um, amazing thing is, is that of those 200 tables, there's folks coming to sell from eight different states. Wow, good for you. And um, we hope to surpass what we had and we had a thousand people through the door last year so that's great so um you've been doing this for a while is it all kind of the same group of guys you get to know the same you know like 50 or 60 vendors that this is their life they love 
you know, classic collectible stuff? And is it fun, you know, meeting up with these people again? It is and it isn't. Um, there's the hardcore collector out there that uh, may collect general fishing tackle yep. or specific lure mm-hmm. or a decoy collector that collects one manufacturer of decoys that was hasn't been produced for 100 years. Um, but then there's the general collector, and I think I fall into that. Yeah. Um, if I it like, looks cool, you'll take a look yeah. at it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as my wife says about uh, the man cave that we've got at home, and it's my man cave, not our man cave, um, do you have to be bringing home some more <laughs> junk? <laughs> and some of it may be junk. I'll, I'll admit that, but it's cool junk. It is. <laughs> and I know Strew and Mark came. I think you guys came in 2018. Yep. Um, you know, you come to the show, Strew was looking for South Bend lures. I remember this. Yeah. And a red and white lure. I couldn't tell you which red and white lure West Bend or South Bend Fishing Tackle Company makes um, because I'm not into fishing lures that much. Uh, I love to fish, and I've got my favorites, but I don't collect fishing stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, But, you know, it, and like you said, you know, is it the same people? Yes. Uh, out of the 200 tables, there's probably 50 guys that if you were there in 2018, you're going to see again. But mm-hmm. this year we've got 20 new vendors. Awesome. Um, and some of them are seniors um, that are downsizing their collection. Right. They know that Hot gonna, deals. Uh, yeah, there's going to be <laughs> people coming, and they're going to move it on to a new collector out there. So That's uh, great. I've also been to a, a duck decoy show a couple of years ago down uh, at the Thunderbird, I think is where it was. That might have been it. And uh, as a matter of fact, Mark, what I remember about that is the guy who had the the fishing company down where, down where you live brought mm-hmm. me some fish. Remember, I forget the name of it, but... Um, the Rogatsky Fishing Company? No, no, no. I'll, we'll talk about it. it. He's a big old fishing boat on the river, and he brings up all these catfish Oh, yeah, and stuff, from, from Perry to Right, Machine. right. Yep. That was fun. Anyway, those guys, they all stayed at the Thunderbird because that's where it was, and they all, the night before, opened up their rooms, and everybody had different stuff on the, the beds that they're, you could swap and whatnot. Do you have any, are they all staying in the same hotel? Where are they all staying, and where are they all from? Well, they, we do have a... a Show hotel, but uh, what's an interesting phenomenon is that only about 18% of our vendors uh, need a hotel to stay at. Everyone else is within two hours of the show site that are setting up. So, yes, there's some of that that goes on at the the hotel in Plymouth, um, but we're promoting the show um, to get everybody to come in because if you only come to a hotel room show – that's only 35 tables worth of stuff that you, you'd see in a hotel room where there's 200 tables of stuff on Sunday morning. This is such a cool deal. Dale Eggert, of course, of Minnesota Sporting Collectibles at Medina Ballroom, I guess you mm-hmm. called it, on uh, April 2nd. Yep. Right, April 2nd. 8.45 to 2 p.m., Medina Entertainment Center, 500 Highway West, Medina, Minnesota. It's a piece of cake to get to, and I've been there, like I said, a couple of times, and uh, you, you talk about people asking for specific things. There was a guy I met who I didn't know was going to be there. Trying to, I don't remember who it was. Somebody I've known for a long. What are you doing here? I'm looking for either a Bassarino or a Lazy Ike, a, sp- a particular one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "There's." I saw some over there. Yeah, I've seen those. That's not what I'm looking <laughs> for. You know, isn't that, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it was fun about your show. Even if you're not into these kind of items, 
just to go and see some of the stuff that these people have. It's not all just fishing and hunting and duck stuff like that and mm-hmm. ducks, whatever it is. There's everything, old radios, all, all kinds of things. I bought for Boomer, our friend Boomer, who got married. It was a, a gun rack made out of deer hoofs, remember? And it was, <laughs> yeah, I bought I it for, like, that. Yeah, for about 40 yeah. or 50. It was so cool. There's a lot of stuff. I don't care if you've never been to one of these before. If you, even if you don't like hunting and fishing, you go there, bring the kids. You are going to have some fun, and you're going to come home with something. I love the old advertising signs. That oh. always gets me, like, you know, the old, like, you know, Winchester, whatever, signs yeah. of, in an old sporting goods store. I, I, I could fill my entire basement with that stuff, for sure. Have you ever sold something and then realized it was more valuable than what you anticipated? Uh, yeah, <laughs> when, when somebody buys it and puts it in a national auction and it sells for tens of thousands of dollars and I only charged them $500 for it. Yes, you know, you got those regrets, but uh, it's one of those things that I thought I was getting to selling it for a good deal and yeah. somebody knew more than I did, apparently. So, yeah. you know, but isn't it, is it now do you follow up or just say whatever happens, happens, I'm done? Or you still follow up and, and see if they they put it on eBay or something like that, or do you just don't even care anymore? I, I pretty much, once it's gone, it's gone. Attaboy. 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 Sam. I was going to say with that, is there any regular, first of all, i got two things. One, having new vendors is awesome because it obviously brings, they're going to tell all their new friends. You're going to get more new clientele, fresh faces. So that's awesome that you're growing. And the other thing I was going to say was on that line, if you sell something, let's say for 500 and it turns and sells for 10,000, are there those regular, like, american picker types that come to those shows and you know them you're like all right this guy's here to you know you know he's gonna turn a profit does it make you a little bit not want to sell to them me personally yes (laughs) (laughs) and i gotta be honest um you know um but you know they're knowledgeable you know yeah they're in the business and that's what they're their business is so you know they're looking for the best deal and how to make as much money as possible and you know i think we all are you know right so you know sam you you find a good new vendor there that nobody else has got for capris and you know you're gonna yeah. be scooping it up so. sam is sam right. is talking from experience he didn't want to say it but when he walks into casinos sometimes and they realize he's a counter, a card counter, they, uh, he, they, same, old, same old thing there. You know what? I had a whole bunch of golf clubs. We just re- redid our office at home. It's, a little, it's about this big, oh, 16 by 16 or something like that. I had about 25 golf, old wooden golf clubs that I bought at different sales and refinished and re-gripped and all that. And it was really cool, but when you take them all down to paint the place and do it again, they're not all going back up. So I put it. I'm on Facebook Marketplace, and I got a ton of calls, and there's a lot of them out there. And one club I had was a 1923 Mashie or something, and it said 1923 in the metal right there, and the name of the person who had, and I looked up the guy. No, I never heard of him. I never saw anything valuable from that guy from 1923. So I sold it for about $45, <laughs> and I'm thinking, eh, some guy, he's a nice guy, but watch, he'll, he'll come by tomorrow and, and uh, with his – Mercedes Benz and just kind of wave as he drives by them. But um, I don't know. What am I going to do with an extra golf club? Good for you. How long does it take for you guys to set that thing up? There's a lot of stuff there. So I've been working pretty much full time for the past eight weeks. But uh, when the vendors show up, they can't get in the building until 7 a.m. And we open up at 845. It takes 
an hour and 45 minutes for them to set up and get everything there. Um, some of these guys got a real system for getting in and getting out. Other guys are very disorganized. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and it's a short show. We're, we're done at 2 o'clock, uh, and that's partly because guys count yeah. – Guys, I keep talking about guys. It's guys and gals coming from eight states. If the weather's bad, we need to get them on the road and get them home. And um, it's a quick hitter. And, uh, you know, so an hour and a half to set up, and they've got an hour to get out of the place at the end of the day. Do you, do they, maybe I'm talking too much shop here, but do they disclose how much they sell? Like, do you know, like, what type of transactions are happening at the show? I do not. What would you guess the dollar amount? Nine. The IRS is not listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam, I I don't even know know if I can venture a guess. Can I back? Can I come back and say what's the largest transaction you've seen? Um, last year at the show, I saw a transaction for seventy five hundred dollars. Huh. What was the item or items? One fishing lure. Boy, Whoa. isn't that crazy? It's like a mega bass. Was the person who sold? You knew the person who sold it. Did you know the person who bought it, or was he a new guy? Yeah, no, he he was another collector, and it was something he was looking at to complete the whole collection that he had. There. Isn't that something? The worst part about a seventy five hundred dollar lure is when a northern gets it. <laughs> I I don't think this one was ever going to get fished. No. It's never going to touch water. <laughs> and, he, and it was pretty rare. It was a special order color and. So forth and so on. So. We're talking about again with Dale Eggert, Minnesota Sporting Collectibles, Medina uh, Entertainment Center on April 2nd. And the hours again, Mark? It is uh, 8.45 to 2 p.m. All right. Dale, what got you into collecting? Was it a little kid? How did this start for you? Um, yeah, as a little kid, my dad uh, picked up everything and anything. Yeah, and our garage was always full of stuff, so I think it's a inherited gene, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you got. I learned that I got to specialize, and I'm not very good at specializing. I've got about seven different collections of things, um, but uh, duck decoys are my specialty. With uh, miniatures being the uh, thing that I like, so half size or smaller. What is your most prized possession that you have in your collection? That, uh, you said you have multiple collections, but if you like, if you brought your all crown three, jewel, if, if you, you brought will. all three, the of one you wouldn't house, sell, and you're like, this is it, like everything else, and there's a spotlight on this. What is it? You know, it's my coolest find. Actually, um, I found a, a Louisiana blue wing teal decoy that I bought for twenty bucks at an estate sale in. Excelsior, Minnesota, and had no idea who made it when I bought it. And it's like, wow, I'd hunt over that. And turns out that it's one of these decoys that uh, I learned about, and it's worth about two grand. Oh, good wow. for him. What a thrill. I'll give you a thousand bucks. You know, we're going to see it on eBay. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I wonder if you like the, the gentleman we had on a couple of weeks ago, and one of these guys might remember the name with the Minnesota Trappers Association. Listico, mm-hmm. was that yep. his name? Yep. And a Minnesota Trappers Association. He's been like you. He's trapping his entire life, but little by little, he start saving these things. Mm-hmm. He's got over 2,000. Hanging on walls in his pole barns, two thousand. He said, "I've got I've got two sellers coming with old antique traps for next Sunday. So that, if you're looking for a 
cabin decor or something like that and you're into the traps there's that uh other cabin decor i got one guy that he only comes to the show and he only collects minnow buckets interesting Interesting. and i asked him how many minnow buckets he had last year and he said oh about 400 (laughs) and i said 400 they're all different yeah every one of them is different wow and it's like wow you know, oh, his garage reeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. It's like Jerry Mitchell, like, you know, the f- famous shooter. Yeah. Smith & Wesson. He came hunting with me, you know. I said, Jerry, how many guns do you have? And he goes, what caliber? <laughs> like, you know you're sitting big, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, what? Uh, what you, how many people do you usually get into this show? A thousand or so, you said? Had about a thousand people last year. So, How many square feet is this, this show? It's not more than, let me guess. I'm going to guess it's... Uh, 50 by uh, 2,500 square feet. What do you got out there? No, we've got more than that. Yep. Uh, there's 50,000 square right. feet. It's, we were there, again, the, both times that I was there, it was completely, but very well organized, easy to get around, and everybody's different. No one's going to bother you. to. They're there to show their stuff and have conversations. These guys, you give them a cup of coffee and a stool, and you could be there for hours talking about this stuff. And everyone that I talked to knew something about every lure or decoy they had. It's, it's, it's just a thrill to do it. Yeah, you're going to learn something if, if you want to learn something about something you don't know about. But the other thing that we do is if you've got a collectible, hunting, fishing collectible, and you'd like to learn some more about it, we do do free appraisals. Um, we'll give you an identification, hook you up with somebody that will give you a valuation for it. Now, I'm hoping half the people that show up don't show up to that because i'm going to be too busy to <laughs> you want to sell them something <laughs> and i don't get to sell very much stuff because i'm running the show but uh my wife last year told me she said it's great you're running the show you're not running around buying other stuff yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if someone has more questions about it, i want to contact you directly how can they reach you easiest way and it's not that i don't want to give my phone number but uh mn sporting at gmail.com is my email and I look at that all the time and I can respond directly to you and my phone is ringing off the hook I already see that I've got six calls since we sat in here Good. that I know people are talking asking questions so you know but. Dale Eggert I'll tell you Minnesota Sporting Collectibles Medina uh, Entertainment Center April 2nd thanks for being on the 4 Outdoorsman thanks for sponsoring us for a couple of weeks here I'm excited about be honest with you, I'll be out of town that day, but I want to go. And we'll get a lot of people there for you. Uh, Dale Eggert and Steve Carney, thanks for joining us, everybody. Talk to you next week. Sam, thanks for being here. Brandon, thanks for helping us out. And my buddy Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.